Good morning, family. This is Bubby. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Bubbly. Happy Saturday. Morning, Bubblicious. Happy Saturday. Hey, Sugar Pie, honey. Bunch. Happy Saturday to you as well. Good morning, Bubbly. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Glow. <laughs> hey, baby. How you doing? I'm good. I am good. I am good. good Love you. Love you, BP. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, it's Hello. Hello, good morning. It's Deidre. Good morning, it's Dondria. Good morning, it's Prosperous Pam. Morning, family. Happy Saturday. I guess we're waiting for a greeter or a hostess. Happy Saturday to you all. Serena, are you on here? Good morning. 
Good morning. I am here. Sounds like we might need your support, sis. Yeah, I just, I just text Moni. I just text Moni. She's going to send me the script. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Who else is on the line? Good morning, Barbara Lola. God bless. God bless you, Barbara. Good morning. This is Rita. Good morning, Rita. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Truman and the Finisher. I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Thank you, Tarina, the finisher. That's why you, uh, that certificate, that, that gift card. Yes, ma'am. God bless you. God bless your you, voice, too. But your voice is uh, what we need to hear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, hold, hold on. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Let me see here. Anyone else like to say good morning? Okay, let me go ahead and get started here. Before we move forward, I ask you to meet your line so that we can be seen. Hello, my name is Trina the Finisher, and I'm stepping in this morning, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are prayer called and meet Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip your walk for Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in November for the monthly theme is entitled Reset. Our wonderful and gifted declares will definitely bless you. There is one announcement today. We encourage you to partner with Declare Victory and give an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org, paypal.me forward slash Declare Victory, or cash app, dollar sign, Declare Victory. We pray many blessings by your Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. Uh, Let me see. Let me check and see if we have any prayer requests right quick from the app. Okay, we don't have any. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise, bubbly, declaration, Lisa. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare. I repeat, prayer and corporate praise, bubbly. Declaration, Lisa. Then we go right into closing comments. Hosted by Declare, Lisa. The scripture for today is Psalms 37:24. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and the doing of His holy word. At this time, we ask you to mute your phone until the stretches come off the mute. And now, pass call to the prayer word bubbly. Have a blessed and safe day, everyone. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you on this Saturday, Lord God, thanking you for yet another day, Lord God, to see another day that you have made, Lord God. And we're grateful, Father God. I'm so grateful and thankful for this day, Lord God. We come before you humbly, Lord God, just to just show you how much we love you. Because we know how much you love us, Lord God. You show your ways of love toward us every single day, Lord God. I ask, oh God, that you lead us and guide us in this day, Lord God, as only you can, Father God. Father, we ask you to cover this nation, Lord God. This nation, we need you, Lord God. We need you more now than ever before, Lord God. Help us to be mindful of others, oh God, and show love. Show love to them, oh God, as only you can. Only you can, God. Father God, we ask you to touch our pastors, oh God, as we continue to go through this pandemic, Lord God. Rather, we in in a sanctuary or we watching online, Lord God. Let us hear a word, Lord God, that we can do better for you, Lord God. I ask you, Father God, for strength today, dear God. I ask you for forgiveness, Lord God. For things I've said, for things I've done, Lord God, help us, Lord God, cover us, God, with your your peace, Lord God, with your precious blood you shed, oh, Calvary, for us, God, and we're ever so thankful, Lord God. We thank you for the cross, Father God. Father God, we ask strength, Lord God, on this day, Father God, that we can be who you called us to be, Lord God. Let us have an ear that hears, oh God. Open up our minds of understanding, Lord God. Let us reset, hallelujah. Reset, Father God, in our thoughts. Reset, Lord God, in our heart. Reset in our closeness with you, Lord God. Just be closer to you, God. That is my desire, Lord God. Fill us with your presence, oh God, that we can share a word about you today, Lord God. God, I'm coming before you, Lord God, for those who are going through bereavement, Lord God, ask that you cover and give them strength as only you can, God. Give them your peace, Lord God, your peace, Father God. We honor you with our lips, oh God, today. Let my, Let our lips be like your lips, Lord God. Cover us, oh God. We ask you to just keep us and go with us, Lord God. I'm just so grateful, God. We are so grateful, Lord God. Thankful, God, for the clear victory. Thank you, dear God, for Dion, who said yes to this vision, Lord God. I thank you for that, Lord God. Thank you for my brothers and sisters that in times of struggle, in times of need, they're there, Lord God. They will pray you through, Lord God. They will send you something that can encourage you, Lord God. Just thank you, oh God, because you are wonderful, God. You're mighty, mighty, mighty good Father, God. We ask you to just continue to cover the declarers, Lord God. 
that they will be able to share what we need to hear, Lord God, on each and every day, Father God. Help us, oh God. Help us, God, because we need you, Lord God. No matter what's going on, you are, you are there. You're bigger than any situation, bigger than any problem, bigger, bigger than the struggles, God, bigger than we can ever expect, Lord God. Ask, oh God, that you hold us in the hollow of your hands, Father God, in your hands. We know we'll be okay, Father. And I just thank you. I just love you, Father. Can't do nothing without you, God. More of you, God, less of me. More of you, God, less of me, God. God, how we bless you, God. You are the, the, the blesser, God. You are the blesser, oh God. And we thank you for the many blessings, God. We thank you for your grace, God. We thank you for your mercy, Lord God. We thank you, God, for your, oh, my God, we just thank you, Father God. I'm, we need you, Father. We just can't do nothing without you, Lord God. I just thank you for this day, this moment, this hour, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for our families, God. In this time of pandemic, Lord God, we are ever thankful, God, for our families, God. For husbands and wives, Lord God, bless their marriages, Father. For parents, God, help us to continue to be the parents you have called us to be, Lord God. Thank you for our grandchildren, Lord God, that we can show them who you are, Lord God. Even in times of struggle, Lord God, we can still show them who you are and show you the love. Show them the love that you give to us, Father. Ask, oh God, that you cover Sister Lisa, Lord God. Give her a word, God. Give us an ear to hear what God has given her to share with us, Lord God. Thank you for my Friday Night Live family, God. Oh, Jesus, thank you for them, Lord God. Thank you for your precious Holy Ghost, God. Thank you, God, for all that you do in us and for us, and through us, God. God, we bless you. We bless your name, God. Father, as we take our phones off of you, Lord God, we ask we ask that, that we will just give your name all the praise, all the glory, because it all belongs to you, Father God. It all belongs to you, Father God. I just thank you, God, so much for all that you Hallelujah. In my life, Hallelujah, God. Thank you for Worthy, we worship worthy, you this worthy, morning. Worthy, you're worthy, we love God, you, Lord. of all praise, God. All, all honor, dominion, and power belong to you, God. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank, Thank you for you your faithfulness, God. God. Thank you, God. We bless you, God. We glorify you, God. We glorify your holy name, God. There is none like you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your mercy and grace to us. Thank you for your mercy. So on in my morning, your mercy you allow us to see. Yeah, God. Great is your faithfulness, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Of your kingdom, there shall be no end. God, Thank you for joy of who we are in you,
We love you, and we give your name all the praise because it's all glory goes to you, Lord God. I just thank you right now, Lord God, that we have given you praise this morning, God. And then we're so grateful that we're able to open up our mouths and open up our eyes and do just that, God. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. As I prepare for those to put their calls back on mute, as we prepare to be blessed this morning by Lisa, Lord God, use her for your glory, Lord God. Give her, give her the things that she needs to be able to share this morning, Lord God. We thank you in advance for what we're going to hear and be blessed as we, I pass the call to Sister Lisa. Blessings, everyone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we bless you and thank you. God, I pray that you get me past this morning voice. And you already know what you would have for your people to hear. I thank you for an opportunity. I thank you for flipping the script. I thank you for pushing reset in my life. God, I thank you that we have an ear to hear what you have to say because your word is so powerful. It's sharp and more powerful than a two-edged sword. It's able to change our lives if we would just have an ear to hear. Holy Spirit, we ask you to have your way and do what only you can do. I pray for a heart that's ready to receive. I pray for ears that are unstopped. We command you, Satan, to loose your hold over our minds in the name of Jesus. And Father, we declare that we have the mind of Christ. We thank you for resetting every negative thing and everything that's out of order, that we push the reset button ourselves, God. We bless you, and we thank you for being a good, good father. We thank you for being sovereign and in control of our lives and no matter what God we belong to you and you're responsible for us thank you for being our daddy thank you for being our king I pray God that you would say something that would change somebody's life this morning that you would keep us on the path of going and growing towards knowing who you are and seeing you more clear so that we can see less of ourselves and less of this world we bless you and we thank you it's in Jesus name we pray amen and thank you God Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Saturday morning. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Listen, it's cold outside. It's still dark. I hear some morning voices on the call, and yet we are here. So thank you for offering up the first fruits of your morning for those of you that just got up. Thank you for those who maybe worked all night and you're still here. Thank you for taking the time out to come together so that we can just have a conversation um, about the goodness of God and what he is doing. And I pray that something is said this morning that would bless you. Um, thank you, Charina, for stepping in and um, getting us going. I, I hung up the phone when I called in the first time because I was like, that's not the number because ain't nobody saying nothing. I didn't say hello. I just hung up. <laughs> Because I was multitasking. And then I turned around, I called back in, and it was still quiet. So I looked at my phone. Did I dial the right number? And um, I was like, yeah, okay, well, we're good. We'll be we'll be okay. And then I started hearing voices. And so I just thank God for, for our faithfulness. We just know what to do. We just step in and get it done because we know what has to be done. Um, it's not form or fashion. It's not to be seen or heard because, truth be told, some people would rather not. But we get in where we fit in and do what needs to be done. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today, just a little bit about reset. 
thank you, Bubbly, for your heart. Thank you for praying for us this morning. And we are lifting you up before the Lord because we love you. Um, and I thank God that he has given us a community where we can love one another um, and be there and be transparent and be vulnerable and be okay, right? It's okay. Um, and I think if we have started this thing off called Our Christianity and Our Walk, um, a lot more people would have been attracted to this gospel that we preach, this gospel that we're trying to live and that we're trying to walk out. Because um, truth be told, we've just blown it. We've blown it with each other. We've blown it in relationships. We've blown it in even our own lives, basically by the way we've been programmed to think. And so we talked a little bit about this on the women's call on Thursday night, and we talked um, a little bit. That's why it's just great to get in, you know, when you get an opportunity to reach out and get on calls. But we talked about how, you know, we've been programmed and the system was set up for many of us to fail. And we're not talking about the man, right, necessarily. He was an instrument. But it really was the enemy. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. And this has been a setup for all of them since inception of, you know, even with Adam and Eve. And so when he thought he had them, he thought it was over. But little did he know <laughs> that Jesus was coming. Hallelujah. In fact, he already came. And so he didn't even understand. Scripture talks about if he had known, they wouldn't have killed me. Right. And then he turns around and says that they didn't kill me. In fact, I laid down my life. I had to do this. And he knew why he came for a reason and a purpose. And when you look at reset, I was like, what's the first reset you can think about in the Bible? Well, it would have to go back to the garden. Right. When Adam and Eve sinned and then God knew at that point sin entered into the world. Their eyes were open to the truth of the knowledge of good and evil. And so now we have sin when we had a perfect world. So something's been thrown off from its original course. So it had to be reset so that it could be set back on or put back in alignment. And so thinking about Jesus coming to do what he did for us, he reset things back in order, put us back in right position. Thank you, Holy Spirit, with God. And now has given us a right back to that tree of life that we initially had free access to before we blew it in the garden. Gloria, I know God is so faithful. Last night I was going to talk and go in a little different direction, and um, he, he flipped the script. <laughs> he said, reset last night. Sort of the same scriptures, but just a different focus in my mind and, and what he wanted me to speak, I believe, on this morning. And then you sent us a, a, um, a, a group text and and I looked at it last night but I didn't open it so I didn't even see what it was and so I had a little bit of time this morning while I was waiting for the call and I clicked on it and lo and behold <laughs> thank you Glow. he got on there and he started talking about the direction really that I believe that God was flipping the script in for me and hitting reset for me to to focus on and I didn't get to finish it Gloria so thank you for sending that um, but he went, and when I was in the bathroom and I was kind of listening to it, and he his his text was Philippians. I said, "Okay, God, okay, God." And 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 this this guy, his Stephen Frederick or whatever I'm not pronounce his last name. Um, he he was in the book of Philippians, but he was in chapter one. And so God, initially, I was coming out of Mark, and I may draw some from that. But really, um, to, today, say tonight, um, the focus is going to be in Philippians, the book of. Philippians chapter 2. So it did my heart good to just hear that. It was almost for me like a confirmation. And even though I didn't hear the rest of his message, the little part that I did hear, 
it, it, I believe that this is a message for now. So reset. Um, I belong to a a, a few different um, investment opportunities, if you will, if you can call it that. Some people will call them multi-level marketing. Um, some people will call them um, some kind of um, um, strategies to to uh, multiply your money. And, and I believe belong to this one particular club and this club um you invest money and and you use a certain strategy and they have a system set up and and when you put your money in it's supposed to grow exponentially not just you know adding it's supposed to multiply your money up to um 150% of your initial investment or your initial input um and so what they've been doing here lately um because so many people have been investing or putting in their money i really don't want to call it investment cuz it's not really like the stock market so it's really kind of um what you would call um like smart money or smart contracts where people multi-level marketing put money in and it's kind of sort of like a pyramid if you will if you really think about it and people get paid out and so the more money you put in the easier it is for people to get paid out in the system um it can be a little risky but this one was pretty pretty sure and a firm foundation plenty of people have made plenty of money in it and so not so much of a high risk well they brought up this thing because they were unable to pay out at the percentage level that they had been guaranteeing people um, since they started paying out. And this company's been around for three years, changed its name a couple of times, actually a little bit longer than that, and changed its name. Um, and so so it's pretty um, reputable. You, you really can't trust a lot of these, these multi-level marketing things because they, they do um, – kind of get you to dump your money in and then they pull out and disappear. But this one's been around for a while and it's been a little trusted. And so some many people, over 90,000 people, have been um, involved in it. And so they recently, because of, I guess, requests for being paid out daily, started to exceed the amount of money that they had to pay people out. They initiated this thing um, called a a reset wallet. <laughs> please meet your line. I hear some beeping. Whoever that is, would you please meet your line? Thank you. Um, they said they said this thing called a reset wallet. I'm sure it was there before I got there. But it's like that dreaded thing that nobody ever wants to get caught up in. So your money goes into this cycle, if you will, and it cycles through and it changes hands and you get your portion out every day, a certain percentage. And by the time um, you go through these certain levels, you start off with 10% and you end up with 50%, depending upon where you come in at, um, getting your money back on your return, ROI, return of your investment. And so um, they had to set up something because they could no longer really pay out all the money that they needed to consistently because the money wasn't coming in as quickly. And so they set up this thing called a reset wallet. And I thought it was so perfect just to bring that up and just to give some people an idea of like a reset and what happens. Nobody wants to go through the reset because all the money you still have tied up in that didn't pay you out at your 150% now goes to this lesser account, a long-term redistribution of money and sort of a long-term kind of um, a bank account if you will, because it's going to take longer for you to get your money out of this proverbial reset wallet. So nobody really wants to get stuck in the reset. And, and when you think about life, reset can be hard. It can be difficult, but it's absolutely necessary. Think about in the Bible. How else did God use reset? He reset the world when Noah and his family went through the flood. 
he was like, um, I'm done with man right now. <laughs> We're going to start this thing all over. There is opportunity and space to repent. There's always redemptive value in God. He gives us opportunity and space. And Noah was a preacher of righteousness, so I'm sure he was preaching to somebody, but nobody heard. Nobody would listen. Nobody had an ear to hear. Nobody believed the prophecy that it was going to rain. Nobody believed, call it prediction if you want to, that it was going to rain, and they did what they normally did. They refused to um, acquiesce. They refused to come up to where Noah was or come down to where Noah was, whatever it was. They refused to listen to hear what he had to tell them. And so as a result, they were caught up in the flood. They were wiped out. And only he and his family were saved. So God reset the whole world. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. But what we don't talk about is that it took about 150 days for the earth to really kind of settle back to where the land was habitable. And so can you imagine the water covering the earth? And it's not that impossible. Think about a tsunami. It comes in and it wipes out everything and it destroys all the inhabitants, all the creatures and everything. And here we now have to start all over again. It's difficult. It can be difficult to start all over again once God has pushed reset in our lives. Let's make it plain about us. We're going along. We're living our lives. We thought we was good. We didn't know nothing about God, didn't really care anything about God. And all of a sudden, life started to get really real. And we started to realize and recognize that there was a void in our lives and that we needed something or someone to fill it because that's how he built us. He made us that way. And you might hear that again from me. But he has to set that reset button. It's almost as if the scales in our eyes become, um, no, it's not almost as if, it's absolutely that. The scales on our eyes, they are removed and we can now clearly see him for who he is, our Savior, our Lord, our God, the one who loves us so deeply and intimately. And oftentimes it takes us getting so low that we have to look up to be able to see him. And it's amazing that no matter where we are, sometimes we can get so high and lofty and high-minded that he brings us down. Or even when we get up there and he's elevated us, we are so grateful and gracious um, because he's been gracious towards us that we can clearly see above the clouds, above the stuff, above the junk, even though he's blessed us dearly. So whatever your situation is, we don't all have to be down and out to come to him. We can be up and moving in, right? And he can still meet us right where we are. But what will we do when he meets us? What will we do? What decision will we make? And so I wanted to talk about, that was all my prelude. Please move your phone, um, mute your line. You just shifted yourself. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to talk about your film is still unmuted. I want to talk about freeing your mind. Um, remember In Vogue? They used to have a song um, called Free Your Mind. I think that was the title. I don't know. And the part of the verse was Free Your Mind and the rest will follow. Don't be so blind. Um, what? Don't be so blind. Don't be so shallow. Something like that. Free your mind. Yeah, free your mind and the rest will follow. Oh, be colorblind, don't be so shallow. Okay, that's probably a statement we need to have in the nation today about being colorblind and not being shallow. Because when we look with our eyes, we look past our hearts and we're not able to make proper decisions. So if we can get our minds free, we have to reset. In order to do that, we can change our direction to get back on point, just like that company I talked about, trying to settle things back to a level playing ground so that everybody can get something out of it. Everybody can have an opportunity to win, right? So we reset 
our lives and we change the direction that we're going into. And that's how I believe God will use us to redirect, excuse me, the path that we're traveling on to reset our goals um, and the pursuits and to change it away from the things of this world, not like trying to gain so much. Many people lost money in that, that, that business I was telling you about because they were overzealous. They might have been a little bit greedy. They might have been fearful. They didn't have knowledge of or, or understanding of how the system worked. And for so many reasons, a reset, like I said, can be painful, but it doesn't always mean that when it's reset that you're going to be right back on course, except you do the necessary work while you're in the midst of the reset. Call the pandemic a reset, if you will. And what work are we doing so that when we come out of this thing, we'll have a new normal. That's inevitable. We can't help it. How are we going to be? There are so many people, and I love it, because what the enemy meant for bad, God has turned that thing around for our good and his glory. There are so many people that are winning in this pandemic in spite of the death. I know it's horrible. I know it's been hard on a lot of people, but there are so many people that are still yet winning. My, um, Coworker, her her niece had a baby, and the baby was um, 23 weeks old, born at 23 weeks old, and had an 8% chance of surviving when you think about it. Lift up baby Silas. And the baby is thriving. He's had a couple of surgeries. He pulled out his own ET tube. He was like, I don't need that. Get that out of my throat. <laughs> this baby is fighting. He is a so there are still miracles being done and God is still moving and people are still being blessed in spite of. And isn't that something that can be so much loss and devastation and hurt? And then on the other, other hand, there can be life and there can be life more abundantly and there can be blessings and there can be businesses opening and there can be people winning in, in this life. There could be financial gain in the midst of some having financial loss. And so that's how it is even in our lives. We can be up and down. We have ebbs and flows. We have times when we're on the mountaintop. We have times when we're on the valley. And I believe all those times, a lot of times, can be affected by how we are thinking. Can be affected by how we're thinking and how we're viewing and perceiving a situation and how we're moving around in a situation. And if we're moving and we have to be led by God. So I want to go to Mark um, chapter. 8 and verse 836. Is that Mark 836? I believe it is. And it reads, For what shall it profit a man? What shall it benefit a person? If he shall gain or acquire or even win the whole world and lose, forfeit, be disqualified from with his own soul. What does it profit us? to gain the whole world, be winning, be a boss, be on top of the world, and then turn around and lose or forfeit everlasting life, forfeit the breath that we have. What does it profit us? Or what shall a man give in exchange? What price are you willing to pay for your soul? So I know we hear that scripture a lot, and when we think about it, I, I really want to think a little more about it, and I want to add in these elements. Um, when you think about how much am I willing to give up for my soul, 
and, and you hear about it all the time with people like in Hollywood. They just trade their souls for selling their souls for a record deal or selling their souls for a movie deal or even us selling our souls for a platform or selling our souls. You hear it in in, 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 in the gospel, selling our souls to, you know, be, be on the next lineup but to be on the next poster or the next flyer or whatever it is. We sell our souls and sell out because we say what we think people want um, to hear and we say what what's out of the the, the the pleasures of our heart about winning and gaining and going forth and and we don't tell people really um, how how it is that we end up in the situations that we end up in based on the decisions that we made because we don't realize that those things are very much connected our mind frame the way we're thinking and the way we used to think got us right to where we are today and so in our souls. What am I willing to exchange for my soul? My soul is my mind. It is my intellect, my emotion, and my will. What am I willing to give up for the way that I think? Am I willing to be okay with being brainwashed? Am I willing to be okay with conforming to social norms? Am I willing to be okay with being stereotyped and living up to the stereotypes and being involved with anything and everything and knowing I'm not supposed to? Do I believe what I see and I hear? Well, how is that affecting my thinking, my intellect, part of my soul? What about my, my emotions? Do Am I all over the place? Am I up and down and in and out? Am I moved by my situations and circumstances? Am Am I emotional? Am I spilling and bleeding all over people because I can't control my own emotions? We're reading on Thursday night the book um, uh, um, by Peter Scazzaro, and it's um, uh, a subtitle of it. It says it's, it's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. So many times we try to work on the spirit man, and we forget that we're a three-part man with a mind, body, um, and spirit, or soul, body, and and so we leave that that mind part, that soul part, left unchecked and left undealt with, and and it because that's the place where we're wounded in in our emotions, right? We're we're wounded in our soul, and and we oftentimes don't even deal with um, being healed in our soul. The title of the book is Emotional Healthy Spirituality. You hear um, 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 it announced every Thursday morning. Thank you. Um, and how is it that we can still move around and, and we're working on our spirit man and we're we're going to church and we're showing up on the call and we're coming together and we believe that we're worshiping God from a pure, sincere place and we're trying to handle life and that's the problem because we're trying to handle it and we're bleeding and we're emotionally insecure and we're suffering and we don't want to talk about it because we don't want to look weak and so we hold it in and it becomes this, this wound that's never able to really surface so that it can be healed and we're scared because we can't really trust people because we haven't been able to trust people in the past and we don't know right it's just some stuff we don't know I mean if we don't know we just tend to sometimes some people shrink back and some people act out <laughs> some people act out so dealing with our emotions what are you willing to pay for you know um, your emotions to be whole and healthy and healed and well what are you willing to exchange and what have we exchanged for our emotions um, to the point of where we be in a bad situation and in a bad relationship just because we were lonely? I know that hurt. Been there. What are we willing to, to exchange our peace because we just want a peace? Our emotions. 
uh, are we continuing to feed our face? I'm guilty. Are we continuing to feed our face and thinking that, you know, because it's comfort food, but God is saying, I am the God of all comfort and I need you to turn your attention, your direction, your focus, your behavior on me. We need to reset. And then our will. So everything in our soul, what are we willing to exchange? Please mute your line. What are we willing to exchange for our will to give up our ability to choose? So we make choices from broken places. We're afraid again. We don't realize that we have the power to choose. So we let them, whoever them are, (laughs) to choose for us. And we're so busy trying to be chosen. Pick me, pick me, pick me. And God is saying, I already called you. I already chose you. Why are you trying to be seen? You're already accepted in the beloved. You belong to me. Don't try to be a people pleaser. Don't try to fit in. I will make room for you where I need you to be. And do we trust him? Our ability to choose. What are you willing to give up for your freedom? This is supposed to be the land of the free and the brave. Listen, freedom is not free. And truth be told, a lot of us have not received the freedom that was promised. Something's going on. Something fishy is going on here. Think about that. So we are living in a body. So we dealt with the soul, the intellect, the emotion, the will, the mind, our brain. Our brain falls into our body category. We live in a body, and it consists of our brain and our other organs. And a lot of times, we don't even think about that, that our brain and our mind are separate. They're not the same. I never considered it. Say lie for a moment. Okay, that's long enough. Our brain and our minds are separate. Our brain is an organ like any other organ in our body. So that proves the point that, I don't know, it's just logical to me, this is my thinking, that if there's a chemical imbalance in your brain, you need to take a chemical to get your brain back in balance. No different than if your blood is off and it's a little bit too sweet, you need sugar. You need to put some insulin in your body just to get your sugar back under control. But when you start talking about taking medicine for your brain to affect the chemicals in your body, the endorphins, the serotonin, um, all those other um, hormones um, that, that can be off, that can make our thinking off and our behavior off, then we start looking at, well, something's wrong with people and they're crazy or whatever it is, but it's no different than just an organ being out of alignment and not functioning properly and needing some assistance until it can get regulated. Many people don't have no problems taking high blood pressure medicine, but they think it's a sin to take some medicine to get you um, from being so depressed. And depression is real. I know there's people on the call that can identify and testify to that. So we have a body that was created and function, created to function um, in, in, in health and to prosper and to be in health, even as our soul prospers, right? That's what John wrote. Beloved, but why aren't we? Why aren't we? Why, why are we not? <laughs> because of sin, because we're in a fallen world. So this brain can be off, right? And then the third part I want to talk about a little bit is just our spirit. Now, this right here is beyond my, um, I'm learning some more things. The other day, um, 
uh, Gloria mentioned Dr. Carolyn Leaf and how um, we have been talking about her a little bit, and she's a phenomenal neuroscientist, and she is absolutely a born-again believer. And so um, she helps to make connections about how the brain really functions and how the mind really works. And she was the first person that really turned me on to the fact that, you know, our minds and our brains are separate. And if you even think about scripture, how it talks about as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Well, we think all the time that our minds or our brains are the ones that's doing um, the the thinking because that's where all of our cognitive um, thoughts, um, functions and stuff are transferred through, right? Um, but really, that's not the case. I guess if you look at it, with our mind being separate, does our mind, maybe the mind is in the heart of man? I don't know. There's so much to it that, that we don't understand. And before, they used to think that uh, they used to think that brain cells did not regenerate, but now they do. And so if you have a head injury um, with the right treatment, with the right therapy, you can regain some functions that they thought were forever lost. And so the brain has a way, just like every other organ or cells in the body, the potential to regenerate themselves, to reset, if you will, so that they can start to function the way that they're supposed to. I'm just going to ignore you because you're ignoring me, whoever that is, but that's okay. And you may not even realize it but please check your mute i'm gonna try not to say that again <laughs> so we are spirit so we're also three parts this is the part that i had to to get some more information on dr carolyn leaf has a book and she has several books please check her out if you you're struggling in the area of your thoughts and your your ability to make decisions and stuff there's a book called um the perfect you i think it is a perfect you and she talks about our spirit being broken down into three parts. And I hadn't really heard about this, but it does make sense. Take it if you want to, don't, because it's not really biblical. But I believe it makes some sense because God uses people to help us to understand some things. So she said the three parts of the spirit is, one, the intuition, where the Holy Spirit speaks to us and he speaks truth to us. And it's a place where he leads and he guides us. So think about that, intuition, right? And and I know you hear intuition and you think that's a bad word because the world uses it like it's apart from God. But that's not what I'm saying here. It's part of the part of us and our spirit man because we are spirit, right, living in this body, having this human experience. Um, the spirit has this intuition or this thought, this insight, perce perception that comes from the Holy Spirit where he speaks to us and he leads and he guides us. Scripture says he does lead and guide us into all truth and shows us the way that we shall take. And then we have the conscience, right? And this is the area of man where we know what's right and we know what's wrong. And we all have it. Now, some conscience may be seared. That's what God talks about in his word. He talks about the conscience of man and how we're able to do what is right and go forth and be righteous basically because of him and do what is just in his eyes. So we know what's right and wrong. We're born with it. Um, when we're children, we, we hear the word no so often, and we want to test the waters, and we want to do things we're not supposed to do. And that, that sense of right and wrong can be reinforced in us based on who's our authority figure in our lives, teaching us and, in, 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 in I don't know, um, indelling in our brain, if you will, um, a sense of what's right and wrong based on how we're being raised and how we're being taught. So think about that, our conscience. Right. There's just some things that we've never experienced before, but nobody ever had to tell us that it was wrong. There's just some things that happen even in our society that we see going on systemically for most people. 
of color particularly, we know racism is wrong, right? We know prejudice is wrong. However, it doesn't stop us from engaging in some of those things. And I think as a whole, um, we all still know whether you're on the majority or the minority, we still know. Now, what do we do with that knowledge? And then another part she says is part of the spirit, which is the part that we're more familiar with is, is, is worship. And she said, this is where we recognize our need to be immersed in the love of God. C.S. Lewis calls it a God-shaped hole, a void where only God can fill it. We were created with it. And this is how we are always looking around, right, with our soul, trying to get our soul fed by what we're choosing and our emotions and how we're thinking that really our soul just needs to be filled through worship because we're seeking God. So we're designed or we're addicted to God. It's like the earth declares his glory. Man cannot say that God is not real. He can deny him all he wants, but something in us that he made us, the way he made us and the way he wired us, we're just denying the truth. We're just denying the truth. We're just refusing to identify with what he's placed on the inside of us to long and desire him back because he's always wooing and pursuing us. He's always desiring a relationship, a closeness with us. And so I was looking at that and I was like, wow, that really does make a lot of sense when you think about it. So we are mind, um, body, and spirit or body, spirit, and soul. And our soul has three parts, the intellect, the emotion, and the will. And then our spirit, man, if you will, you can talk about intuition. People say it all the time, something made me do that. Well, that's the intuition part of the spirit of man, the intuition, conscious worship. And so here are some key concepts that I will not take credit for. Um, and they come from Dr. Carolyn Leaf, and I'm almost done, you guys. Um, key concepts, and just think about them and just listen. They make sense to me. So our minds and our brains are separate. They're not the same. I said that. Through the mind, we change our brain. Hear me, right? The way we think literally changes the um, the the genetic and the chemical makeup, the physical makeup of our brain. Our thinking does that. I know this is powerful. It might be above somebody's head. You might not believe it, but really give it some thought. <laughs> it might just change your brain. <laughs> the brain and the body do what the mind and the spirit tell them to do. It does. As a man thinks, so is he. As we continue to think a thing, it follows with our behavior. It really does. You see it. Examine yourself. Take time and look. The way we think changes our emotions. It affects our soul because now our emotions are involved and now most of us are faced with making choices and we end up making choices from broken places because we have areas that have not been healed in our soul. But our mind will follow our emotions and then our body will go because it's just doing what it's told to do. So if the mind is out of alignment of its natural design, through trauma or incorrect actions and brokenness, then the brain and the body can become damaged. Herein lies, I can't help it. Herein lies, I don't know why I keep going back. Herein lies, I don't know when sometimes the answer is right in front of us. 
oftentimes, every time, it's in the book. But because we've been wired for so long, making so many choices from broken and bad places, we don't turn around and say, hey, push reset. Because this thinking, like Joyce Meyer is saying, is stinking. And it's causing me to get the same results that I do not want in my life. And so why am I doing this over and over and doing the same thing? And I keep finding myself in the same place. I keep moving forward only to move backwards. I take two steps forward and I take 10 steps backwards. And it seems like the wind keeps knocking, um, um, the life keeps knocking the breath out of me. Say it that, that way. And it always looks like it's somebody else doing it to me, but I never made the connection that it had everything to do with the choices that I was making, the people I was surrounding myself with, the places I was going to, the way that I had been thinking, even in my mind, because I can fool you guys all the time. I really can. And at some point, it's just going to spill over. But you have no idea of the thoughts that's really going on in my mind, and my mind can be so contrary to Christ. So this is expressed through damaged genes and biology. The mind has to work through areas of damage in the brain for it to work properly. So listen, the mind's trying to weave through scar tissue and damaged territory and the battleground from the battlefield. Thank you, Joyce Myers again. That's been going on in our mind, so the in our brain. And so the mind, Carolyn Leaf talks about dendrites setting up in our brain, and I know that's that's a term, but it really is, think about it, like little trees in our brain, and, and it holds memories, and the more we think about a thing, the darker the tree branch, if you will, becomes, and so the memory becomes stronger, and that's the power of trauma, because we rehearse that image, that offense, that situation, that, that thing over and over and over again, that it literally colors in and makes an ink blot on our brain cells so that it becomes the prevalent thing that we think about. And that's part of even post-traumatic stress disorder without thinking about it. It's not intentional. It just happens. And so now it becomes a part so much of us that we can't separate from it. No, that was a lot. So this sets us up for a toxic feedback loop, she calls. So good comes in. It filters through the bad parts of our brain. Before you know it, it comes out and it ends up bad. So somebody could have said something to us that was perfectly innocent, or it could have been constructive criticism. But because of the way that our brains think and the way that we process information, we heard it a certain way and we got offended. And we got mad about it because our thinking is off, because our brain has been damaged, because we've got wounds that have never been healed. I hope this is making sense. So it can be changed because, remember, the mind is able to regenerate cells. This is what Second Corinthians 10 and 5 talks about. Is that it? Yeah, pulling down strongholds and imaginations and anything that would exalt itself against the knowledge of the truth of who God is against his word. That's just a prayer phrase. But we have to lay hold of those things and pull them down before they resurrect monuments that become patterns, thought patterns, and they start to form the way that we live our lives and the way that we think and the things that we believe. And it's really a direct assault against us believing the word of God. We can regenerate those brain cells. Listen, it's called neuroplasticity. But it happens when we start to change the way that we think. And our line, our thinking has to line up with the word of God. We 
cannot neglect that part of the man, that part where our spirit, our body, our soul, they all work together and they all have a line that's telling me something. I don't know. Our spirit, sorry, you guys. Our spirit, our body, our soul, they are all working together. So if any part is off, remember the, the, the emotionally healthy spirituality? It's impossible, says the psychiatrist, Dr. Peter Scazzaro, to be spiritually mature while em- remaining emotionally immature. So if any part excuse me, any part is off, we have to sound the alarm. There's an alarm she talks about that goes off, and I'm not going into that part. But we have to recognize when any of those areas are off, and we have to make a decision to push the reset button. If you are getting the same thing out of life and you do not want what you're getting, you have the ability to make a decision to do something different, to start rewiring your brain makes a difference how we think. It makes a difference how we move around in life. It makes a difference how we love one another. It affects our ability to forgive, and we wonder why we can't forgive. Forgive is not forgetting. Forgive is simply changing our minds about how we feel about the situation so that we can move forward. It doesn't mean that we're letting anybody off the hook. It just means that the offense that you put against me, God has taken that, and I received that, and I'm allowing God now to handle my offenses because I don't have time or energy or the brain capacity or the heart space to walk around in offense and be wounded and broken. I'm going to miss out on every single love relationship that God wants to bring me into. So, therefore, I do not get to experience abundant life because everything that comes through my life has to go through this weaved narrow of damaged brain cells and stuff that's never been processed or thought out or thought about before. So one scripture I want to bring. Soul thinking. Listen, before I get to that. Are we thinking with our soul? That's a concept, and, and you can think that out, right? Are we thinking with our intellect, our emotion, and our will? Are we being moved by any of those things? They're very important. They play a role in making our decision, right? That's our will, our ability to choose. Are we making coherent, rational decisions? Are we thinking that only other people, because they're smarter than us, can do it? No. He's given us all this ability, and we just got to rewire and reroute, push reset on some some thought processes that are not serving us well. Spirit thinking must be led by the Holy Spirit. So so here's a series, I don't know, soul thinking and spirit thinking, and I could really delve re- deep into that and, and write something out. I don't know. I'm just speaking that out loud, but maybe I will. But our, our, our spirit thinking, is, is it led by the Spirit of God? Or are we making our own decisions based on our emotions and our flesh and what we've done in the past, our own soul? Are we using Holy Spirit to help us and lead and guide us as he said he would? Now, I did all that to get you to my scripture, and I will not be here long, I promise. <laughs> We're almost done. Philippians 2. And I was going to read 1 through 11. When you get a chance, just read it. The Apostle Paul, he was in prison, and he was locked up, but he was still talking about how um, he still had joy. And he wanted the, the, the Christians in Philippi to start to recognize that their situation and their circumstances did not have to determine their level of joy or their level of satisfaction in life. He was in prison while he was writing this letter to encourage them to let go of attitudes and, and um, offenses and unforgiveness and stuff like that that would cause them to walk in disunity. 
He was trying to help them handle external circumstances so that it wouldn't affect their internal way of thinking and then turn around with that loop and affect their external behavior, right? Because chaos can be going on around us and we can be smack dab in the middle of it and the way that we perceive it and process it, that if God before me, who can be against me? And it doesn't matter because this life is not my own and I belong to him and he's responsible for me. Then we can turn around, be in that same situation. That same situation never changed, still be full of chaos and turmoil and we can still have peace in the midst of it. That's a positive. A negative turning a negative into a positive. And now we can start looking at, yeah, the thing that we see as chaos, we see it as opportunity. Now we got a positive feedback loop. Because God says all things are possible to them that believe, but it begins with me believing in my spirit, man, that it is possible. That changes how my brain starts to really process how I navigate through that situation. So the key verse in Philippians 2 is verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. What is the mind of Christ? What is his thinking? What was he thinking when he was here? How was he feeling? How was he moving around? What kind of choices and decisions was he making? What was his soul, if you will, like? So we can look at the examples that he had for us, that he set, that he laid down for us so that we can start conforming and having our minds be transformed to the image of Christ so that we can be now walking that out in the fullness as God designed it initially when he created us. So we got to reset our minds to the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. We have to make conscious decisions to allow Holy Spirit to be able to guide us. You just coughed. Please mute your line. You can hit star six or you can hit your standard mute button. (laughs) Thank you. Now, being led by Holy Spirit to be aware that our minds have to be reset. It has to be changed. We were never intended to continue to be who we are without being in Christ and without having his mindset. The mindset of Christ, he had compassion and love. He didn't walk in offense. He was forgiving, quick to forgive. He he loved beyond in spite of. He didn't hold on to bitterness and was 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 fearful and shame. He he had sorrow. Yes. He didn't necessarily want to do what he came to do, but he wasn't confused about what he came to do. And so he knew he came to get us back because of the reset to reconcile us back to God because God wanted us to be redeemed back into right position and relationship with him. So he was here to finish the reset. That's why he said on the cross, it is finished. Reset has been pressed. So what is it that we're holding on to that's keeping us from being able to experience and enjoy the reset that's been set for us? Verse 6 says, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. He didn't even care about the fact that he had to give up his home and glory to come and humble himself, there you go, to be in the form of man so that he could represent and experience 
us and then die, that's the representation. He's the propitiation, is what the word is, be our substitution for sin. Take the punishment, the penalty, and take it full on, no matter what we've done, did, or shall do. It's been paid for and nailed to the cross. He didn't think it was robbery while he was in glory. And God said, I need somebody to go and get man and get them back so that I can have the right relationship that I initially um, designed and created to have with them. And, And Jesus was like, send me, I'll go, I'll put on the form of man, I'll take on flesh. So he that knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God because of Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, what he did for us. He knew who he was. He didn't have a problem separating himself. Not at all. Because he knew he wasn't losing who he was. He knew that the glory and the joy that was set before him after enduring the cross, that helped him to endure the cross. So what about us? What we go through in life today, because we go through trials and tribulations and we will have stuff that we will have to deal with. But if we don't learn to wrap our brains around that God will not allow us to go through anything that has not passed through his grid, that has not passed through, um, that he knows we can handle because the way he made and designed us, the outcome doesn't always have to be the way that we see because we're not sovereign. We don't see all and we don't know all. We're not omniscient like he is, we have to be in a place where we trust him no matter what, that he is for us. He's not against us. He desires for us to even win in this life, but ultimately he knows we already win. And he's told us that over and over and over again. And he's saying, listen, I need you to reset your mind and I need you to understand that I am for you, that I have already settled the matter. I finished it on the cross, says Jesus, and you win. Paul called this life and the things that we go through light afflictions. They're not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in and through us by Christ Jesus. Not at all. And so hopefully that gives you a little bit of hope that you know you have the authority, you have the ability, you've been given access, it's been granted to you to reset, push reset, reset our minds and set our affections on things above and not things below. I'm not saying be so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. We already proved the fact that our souls, our emotion, our intellect, our will, they have to be addressed. This brain has to be dealt with. How do you deal with the brain? Getting proper rest, right? The physical body. Making sure you um, protect your ear gates and your eye gates and what you allow in. And then that will affect what comes out of your mouth. Uh, Let me back up. That will affect what comes out of our mouths. We're in this thing together. Your struggle might be harder than mine, but listen, we all dealing with something. And so why not do it together? Let's push reset and recognize that we are a body. We need each other. And together, look, we already won. Forget about winning. While we're here, though, we have victory. It's been declared. The enemy's thrown up the white flag. He's just trying to resist. <laughs> I'm going to stop. 
stop right there. I pray that I said something that um, that helps you to think a little bit beyond just the thinking. We are the sum total of our decisions, and unfortunately, our decisions, when they're made through damaged um, uh, material, through matter, through a damaged brain, it's, it's, it's hard to make the right decision. So, Father, I thank you right now. I pray that something was said, God. Help us to think. I pray that it was spoken with clarity. I pray that your word penetrated. I I know that you were penetrating my heart, God, as I continue to navigate through life, that I recognize some things that I've done and things I've said and the way that I've been thinking have been contrary to your word. And so, God, I push reset on my own life. I thank you, God, that I get the opportunity every single time that I recognize that enemy rearing his ugly head, that I get to push reset and reject him and his thoughts and his attempts to try to get me off alignment with you and your word and your promises for me. I have that ability. God, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you show us and you lead and you guide us into all truth and you show us and tell us when we're on the wrong path. I pray that we would listen and that we would push reset, that we would deny our flesh in those areas where we want to do it. And truth be told that we're getting some kind of satisfaction out of it. God, replace that with who you are, the essence of your love. Let it permeate in and through us, God, so that we feel you so much so that it would hurt us to even hurt you. We love you, God. Thank you for loving us so much. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank How you doing? Good, good. Are you in your car? I'm doing fine. How you doing? Amen. If somebody's on the board, can you please catch her? Amen. Good morning. Welcome. Uh, anybody joined the call late, didn't get a chance to say good morning. I'm doing fine. It's nourishing. <laughs> hey, nourishing. <laughs> hey, beautiful. Good, good morning, morning Diane. Tracy. Hey, Diane. Hey, Tracy. We missed you last night, hey. Tracy. I know. <laughs> Oh, last night and Thursday, too. Amen. And we missed you last night, Diane. Amen. Good morning. It's Krishonda. Hey, Krishonda. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, is that Mona? Hey, sis. Yeah, it's Mona. Hi, everybody. Hey, lady. Good morning. Hey, good morning. This is Kedra. Hi, Kedra. Good morning. Rattling. Good morning, Lori. Hey, and please, can you please mute your line, somebody? I didn't pick up what you were saying. I would help you out. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Hey, Gloria. Thank you for that video. I'm going to go back and finish watching him. I, I know that was God. <laughs> and somebody else just said good morning. Who else was that? Hey, why do you sound like you're sleep? You just woke up. Well, you know I'm laying down. You know where I'm at. <laughs> right. Amen. Amen. 
Anyone else want to say good morning? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Okay, I'm going to have to go on the board, I guess, because um, I'm sorry, it's um, a little distracting and I cannot hear. I think somebody got it. Thank you. I just heard two people. Who was that? Um, happy Saturday. This is Sister Melinda. Hey. Hi, I Sister Melinda. I enjoyed Saturday. that. Um, I enjoyed that logical declaration. It really was heartfelt, and I oh, appreciate praise it. God. Oh, praise God. God. Thank you. Uh, I hope it wasn't too heady. <laughs> no, no, I needed it. Amen. Good. Good. Welcome to the causes. Thank you. Have a blessed You too. Somebody else? Good morning. Who was that? Natasha. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Natasha. Hey, lady. How you doing? Doing well. Thank you. Thank you. Good to hear you. Good to hear you. Hey, Brother E, what's going on? Oh, what's going on? Oh, wait. That don't sound like Brother E, Brother E. Who's that? It's me. You. Oh, hey. (laughs) How you doing, Jude? How's that mouth? It's good. Good. You sound good, girl. Yes. Hey, man. Anybody else? Okay. So, um, I I didn't want it to be too heady. I I know I, I tried to cover it in the front with the scripture and then blanket it in the back with the scripture for sure because it really is about. But I could have given so many other scriptures about our mind and about the way we think and about um, seeing and not seeing and hearing and not perceiving and understanding and not processing. I mean, we hear it time and time again with the disciples being with Jesus. And he said, it's almost as if you're concerned about the wrong thing. Do you not see, you know, and have I not been with you so much so long um, when I think it was Philip asked him, you know, show us the Christ. Have I not been with you so long that you don't even recognize that I've been with you? And I believe for us today, it's almost like I've been with you. I've been in you. I am in you. And I am here to help you navigate if you would just let me. And so letting him requires us to reset and shift our thinking back towards, you know, him. And even in Philippians, it talks about, you know, those things that are lovely and pure and of a good report to think on those things and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. So if we are um, a nervous wreck and we don't have any peace, then he told us in Isaiah 26 and 3, I think it is, that he would keep us in perfect peace if we kept our mind stayed on him. So there's some things we have to do to partner up with. That's part of that pushing reset. And when we hit reset, we just don't go back to the way it was. I think E.K. Dobson was talking about that. We don't go back to the way it was. Now we start all over fresh and clean with a clean slate. And plenty of people have made that analogy about the computer. We start now, but that's exactly what God did with Noah and the flood. He started off fresh. We still got off track, but hey, that's human nature. However, we still have the um, opportunity to hit reset. Now, today you might have woke up and you might have blown it yesterday. Hit reset today. Hit reset. 
Do not walk in condemnation. Do not hold yourself hostage. Forget about what the people around you say. Get your face in God's face. Hit reset and let him start to reprogram your mind so that we don't keep making those same decisions that keep causing us to blow it. Amen. Anybody have anything to say or any comments based on anything that was said? Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. (laughs) Wow. That was a lot. It was so good. I don't even know what to say. Just thank God. Um, You reset the whole rest of my year by the grace of God and the Holy Spirit working in you. And I just want to thank and praise God for your word. It was so meaty. When I when I say meaty, like it was some good meat to chew on for the whole rest of my year in my life. I love you, sis. God bless you. you. Have a blessed day. I love you, too. Amen. Thank God for answering prayers. I'm glad it it helps us. Amen. Anyone else? Hey, it's Nikisha. Great words. Hey. Like, oh, oh, I'm hey. sorry. It's in the kitchen hey. in the daytime, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Get together, right? <laughs> it's okay. Uh, the fact that uh, you were able to uh, get up and and let the Lord use you after such a powerful uh, Friday Night Live where Keith shows up at. But mm-hmm. on on this morning, I'm uh, nourishing. Yeah, on today, I'm nourishing the kitchen. So, yeah. But it's cool, though. Whatever, however you... Um, <laughs> want to address this but uh, seriously um, I like when you have broke it down about how um, we can uh, I don't know the proper term so but basically reset our our mind because of all the trauma that we we've gone through and somebody could be saying something to you but because of the way your brain has been uh, traumatized you're hearing it a different way mm-hmm. and that was just very powerful and how the um the blots so though though that's that 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 junk that i was talking about last night in the sink so i was like wow okay holy ghost because i was just thinking about the sink but when you brought it together about those it was just like oh god i'm getting i'm getting like too excited, so I can't get my words together. But I, I think you hear me. I think you yes, do. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So that that just brought it all together. So ooh, just just keep on keeping on and love you and and just uh, wow. Look forward to the next time you teach. God bless you. Love you too, Nourish and Nakisha. I appreciate you, and I thank you for what you bring to the call. All of the calls. Um, it's so important that we are exposed to different people, right? Because if we keep hanging around the same people and we never expose ourselves to anything different, we're not going to grow and we're not going to, I believe God uses that to expand our capacity to even um, be more um, loving towards people who are different than ourselves, right? And and that's why I love, like, Friday Night Live and, you know, the other calls and stuff because it brings out a part of me that I don't always get to express, you know, because I'm single. Uh, I can be silly with my sister. Um, 
But when I can be myself and be silly, people don't really see that side of me sometimes, you know. And so just being able to be free, and that's why I love it. And we're serious on Friday night, too, to the point where we're crying and all that stuff. I mean, even on the women's call, right? But we just get an opportunity to express what's in and on our heart. And so that's that's one thing that I think a lot of people are lacking. And sometimes you don't even know what's in you until it comes out of your mouth and you can articulate it. And when you do, you're like, wow, okay, I really do think like that. And when we get exposed to different, um, I think you would recognize that different doesn't mean bad. And I think that's the problem with our nation. They haven't been exposed to the proper way um, people of difference that are different and diverse and culture and, you know, um, ethnicity and all that stuff. And so when you get, this is what I was talking about, when you get a false narrative like what's portrayed on television about people of color, then you start to perceive and think and believe that that's true. And so it gets in your soul. It affects the way that we're thinking. Now we get prejudice coming out. It's a systematic game, I'm telling y'all. Thank you, Nurse and Nikisha. Um, anyone else have anything to say? Hey, Lisa, Rochelle. Um, I think what took the lid off for me is when you said um, about the peace. We we uh, the way you said it, we um, kind of give up the P E A C E because we mm-hmm. want a P I E C E. That was so dope because. When you think about it, we have a free will, we have freedom, but we yes. would rather, uh, you know, um, give up our peace mm-hmm. that surpasses all understanding Come just on. to be able to say or do and get a piece of me speaking a piece of my mind. That's not what it is. That right. peace standing behind the P-E-A-C-E will give, it's huge. I mean, it's it, I never understood the peace that surpasses all understanding until I lost my son. And the Holy Spirit came in immediately, immediately. And if we would just yield to to him and not our emotions in a situation, I'm not saying it's easy. Naturally, oh, no, it's not easy. But what I will say is the word, he gives us a way of escape instead of us getting outside of our free will and mm-hmm. saying in his in his free will. So mm-hmm. that it was just huge when I mean you could just see it. It was like, you know, you could see somebody saying, you know, the a quiet answer, a soft answer, turn away mm-hmm. wrath and how you can use that as, okay, it can turn away wrath, but I'm mad now, I need to speak my piece. So right. you know yes. if you, you if you just really and I'm talking about me, what helps, that piece is huge. And if we yeah. just stand behind his peace, we would, like you talked about the prejudice and all that, it would be, you know, we can step back a little bit and, mm-hmm. and have some, some quietness and some, and it wouldn't be chaos because everybody Come wants on. to keep their peace. So yeah. and that was huge to me. So, you know, I love you, sis. Declaration was off the hook as usual. Um, I love you, thank you, sis. Praise God. Yes, you know, and, and that's amazing. Thank you for bringing that out because we're quick to give people a piece of our mind, right? And we don't even recognize with the trick of the enemy that what we're doing is we are really giving away our peace. Thank you for spelling it out. We are really giving away the peace that God says that he gave us. 
because we're intent. And the unfortunate, the sad thing is we don't recognize that we're setting up even within ourselves and it's already been done and established because we see it in our behavior, a way of operating, a way of navigating through life, a way of dealing with conflict, a way of now that's why the bratty kid always wants to have their way because they know how to throw a tantrum because they know the tantrum will get them what they want. And when they stop getting what they want, they will stop throwing the tantrum. Now that might take some work. In fact, it will take some work, right? Because our brains have been programmed to think that if, like that Pablo's dog, if I keep doing the same thing, I'm going to get the response that I want, even if the response that I want is manipulative and it's controlling and it, well, witchcraft is, manipulation is the spirit of witchcraft. Is that what that says? Anyway, yeah, thank you, sis. Thank you so much. That was that was really good. Thank you for bringing that out. Oof. Glory to God. Anyone else have anything? Good morning, Sister Lisa. This is Prosperous Pam. Good Hi, family. Morning, Prosperous. Good morning. Hey, lady. That was a wonderful <laughs> word. It was so good. You know, my takeaway from your um, declaration was reset my mind towards the thoughts of God. So um, I really liked how you broke that down about um, what's in our mind. Just like when you were just talking about, I'm going to give this person a piece of my mind. You know, that's not the same as, I just like how you broke down the mind, the brain, you know, what exactly is going on in your mind might not be true. And um, does this line up with the word of God? So that was like my reset takeaway from this whole thing. It was so good. You know, because we get, sometimes we just forget that our mind Mm kind of has a life of its own and really challenging it and saying, hey, does this, does this line up with the word of God? And then um, see where God takes. So thank you so much for your word today. It was awesome. Hey, man, that is so good. You can hit reset at any moment when you have. And so here we are. We are now the gatekeepers of what comes into our brain, right, as we process that information in our mind. Before we allow it to get into our hearts, we need to say, is this beneficial? Is this going to um, um, further um, progress? Is this going to um, um uh, help me along where I am or whatever it is, right? And most of all, does it line up with what God has already declared and said? Does it line up with his word? If it doesn't meet that criteria, especially that last one, listen, do not let it penetrate your heart. Be intentional about that guard that's been set up for a reason. And I think what what today is like, it's like getting beyond the point of thinking, but it's going deeper into thinking about thinking. Does that make sense? Is thinking deeper about how we're thinking above the surface, knowing that oftentimes we can't control the thoughts that come into our brain, but we can do something with them. We have the responsibility to do something with them when they come into our brain and to recognize that the same thoughts keep coming because we keep thinking about them and we keep leaving them unchecked and we don't deal with them. And then those same thoughts end up becoming our behavior and our belief system. If you keep hearing the lie long enough, it becomes truth to you, to me. That's big. Let me say that again. If we keep hearing the lie long enough, 
it becomes our truth. It doesn't become true according to God's word, but we haven't filtered it through the word and we've allowed it to penetrate and to sink into our very soul. The way we think about ourselves, how we feel about ourselves. So now it starts to affect our choices. I hear all the time, if I'm ugly growing up and nobody will want me, I start to believe that lie and I believe that I'm ugly and nobody will want me. And so I'm giving myself to anybody now. It has affected my choices. I give myself to anybody that will have me. Woo! My God. And so oftentimes we look at behaviors and we tell people to stop it, but we don't get to the root of the problem that it really is um, a mindset that even deals with addiction. Wow. Amen. Thank you, Pam, for bringing that out. Anybody have anything else? Hey, Lisa. Good morning. This is Gloria. I'm hey, sorry. Gloria. Hey, Gloria. Hey. Thanks for that video. Hey. I got to go back and finish it. I know I, I'm, I'm ready I gotta, <laughs> for a series. I'm going back and, re, and rewatch it again. <laughs> so I, I appreciated the declaration. God just, he just always knows what to do and how to do it for us. So a couple of things that stuck up, stood out for me was the breakdown of the intuition, the consciousness, and worship. Yeah. Yeah. And like as long as I can remember, I've always said there's this place in each one of us that only God will satisfy, but to actually yeah. understand that that's a part. I knew it was a part of the spirit, but to actually see the breakdown like that, that, that blessed me. And then to, to go into looking at and the thing, this is what I love so much about these declarations is because it gives us stuff to work on and feed on and work through as we study and study to show our own yeah. selves approved. Come on. But thinking about looking at the mind of Christ, uh, uh, what was his mind? And we know what his mind was by yeah. what his actions were. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I thank you. Thank you. God bless you. I love you. Love you too, sis. Absolutely. What was he thinking about? What was his m- motive, right, his motivation? We knew he came because he so loved the world, right, that he came because of us. We knew he came to die for us and to redeem us back to himself. We knew that he came and he was not going to be deviated. And that was part of the first area I was going into before really like last night about how in Mark chapter 8, how when um, Peter was, they, he asked Peter, you know, who do, well, he asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And they, some were saying um, John the Baptist and some were saying Elijah or some of the other prophets. And then Peter spoke out his right to die. Peter said, you know, thou art the Christ. And in some other, um, one of the other gospels, it says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus told him in the other gospel that flesh and blood didn't reveal this to him, but this was revealed basically by the Spirit. And he was saying, upon either you can take it this way, upon your confession, I will build this church. Um, Yeah, upon your confession, you being Peter, Petros, the rock, I will build my church, right? So it could be on the confession of, you know, what he stated, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Or a lot of Catholics believe that he was talking about upon Peter himself, right? So Peter is considered like, you know, the the primary saint, if you will, um, father of Christianity in that sense, um, as far as, I guess, Catholic. Some people believe that too. But nevertheless, so he was talking to them about, you know, how, um, well, Peter specifically, how it wasn't man himself 
that or it wasn't your intellect or your 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 great mind to think or you know that brought that to you as the spirit holy spirit brought that to you even though holy spirit wasn't dwelling on the inside of them yet right because he still came upon people um at that point because jesus was still with them and so it's amazing how um even in that part i was going to talk about how jesus knew that he came to die and even right after that um jesus was telling it's, it's amazing we talked about this before on the call right after Peter's great confession of who Jesus was and the revelation that God had given him that he didn't create out of his own soulish man because, you know, everybody else was talking about John the Baptist or Elijah or one of the prophets. Um, Peter turns around because Jesus started to say, well, you know, this is what's about to happen. I'm going to have to be rejected and, you know, scorned and ridiculed and I'm going to be um, killed. And so G Peter pulls him to the side and says, you know, like, what what you doing talking like that? Now, isn't that something like us when people are telling truth and they're saying I have this struggle or I have this condition or I got this stuff going on we're so quick to say well don't own it and don't have what you have well listen sometimes being the way that we say it doesn't mean that we take possession of it I know our words are really um they need to be clear and careful Right. But Jesus had to even rebuke him because he knew why he came. He knew he came to die. And so he told Peter, you know, the one that just made this great confession, he said, get thee behind me, Satan. You don't savor or you are not concerned about the things of God. You're concerned about your flesh. So right now you're being led out of your emotions and the way that you think. But you're not being led by Holy Spirit because, first of all, he's not dwelling on the inside of you. Right. And residing there. So we don't have an excuse. But you're being led by what you see. What you don't understand is, I know why I came. I have a purpose. I have a plan. I have a destiny to fulfill. And you're interfering with that. And so what you're doing is you're coming out of alignment with what God has already established, that I would come and die for the world. So you need to get out of here with that, basically. Yeah, when someone comes to you. Hey, oh, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. No, go ahead. You, you're still talking. Sorry. Okay. When someone comes to you and they, they try to deter you from doing something that you know that God has told you to do, and it may seem unconventional, it may seem a little bit radical, it might seem irrational to some, do not be talked out of the purpose, the plan, the mission that God has for you to fulfill his plan that he already preordained for you to accomplish. Amen. Go ahead. Sorry. Thank you. Good morning, Sister. Oh, my God. This message on this morning was so thought-provoking. And, um, you know, as we are resetting, he just kind of wanted to, you know, add a little uh, bit more to it. He just said, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever yeah. is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commandable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, praise think Come about on. these things. Thank you for resetting us back to where we need to, I mean, just line up. If we mm -hmm. just line up, as the yeah. uh, sisters spoke about the peace, P-E-A-C-E, that mm -hmm. surpasses all of our understanding, not the P-I-E-C-E. -E. Because yeah. many of us have been taking pieces of our lives 
and allowing Satan to just rip us to smithereens. And on this morning, I thank (laughs) God that he is literally putting the pieces of our life back together again. At the end of this year, we have re- we have really, I mean, I see so many people on this line that have grown into their full capacity of where God is taking them to. Thank you, uh, Sister Lisa. You are our psychologist on this line. <laughs> Glory oh, to God. God. Thank you so much. Is this Sister Geraldine? Yes, ma'am. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I wanted to call you Mother Geraldine, but, you know, some people feel some kind of way about that. So <laughs> thank you for that. Yes, this is your wisdom. Thank you. All of God. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. It's just good to be alive this morning. I don't know about you all, but we have to have such a a, a uh, turnabout. And God is just, he just turning. Isn't he? Oh, Bill, he's turning. I'm turning around in the midnight hour. I'm turning. Come on. Just turn. God bless. Yes. God bless. Amen. Listen, and then the thing is, come on, just go with it. We make it hard. We do. We resist. And I get it because, you know, some stuff don't seem desirable. But, man, if we could just really get a glimpse into um, what he has for us, prepared for us, even in the midst of, you know, the suffering, the pain, the trial, the situation, the circumstance. Remember, Paul was in prison when he wrote the the letter to the Philippians. And he wasn't tripping. He was still encouraging people and telling them how to set their affections um, um, towards God and think on those things. Thank you for reading that. Think on those things that really could get our minds off of and start repositioning, resetting our brain in the way that it's thinking because um, we're thinking too low. We're thinking on on the situation. We're thinking on what's going on right now. We're thinking even from our emotions and again through 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 pain and through stuff. And and he's like, come up, reset, think about it again. Take the opportunity to rethink some things. Think about how you're thinking. Say that to somebody. They're not going to understand it. But I guarantee you, if we would sit down and take a moment to think about how we're thinking, we could start sorting through some things and start the healing process in our brain. Because our mind, we declare we have the mind of Christ. Amen. Thank you, Sister Geraldine. Anyone else have anything before we go? Yes. Good morning, Lisa. This is Maria. Okay, Bubbly and then Sharina. Okay, thank you so much, sister, for your share, especially the part about the brain and the mind. That was so thought-provoking for me because I've never heard anyone say that, that they're not the same, they're separate. Mm, Right. Mm -hmm. Yep, and then you start thinking about your thoughts, thinking, thinking. You start, you know, you don't even realize that's where Mm. you are. But now yeah. that I know that's a separate entity, which you said today pierced my heart because my heart was aching and, you know, thoughts and things that that came, that come up, like that came up, that come up. And mm-hmm. um, in my therapy session, that was one of the things that she was saying about my life, that I had gone through so much trauma. And I was telling Keisha yesterday about 
And I used to tell my son, too, it's like when you put trash in the garbage can and you just keep on putting, instead of just taking it out when it needs to be taken out, you just keep putting more trash mm. and more trash until it overflows. And then mm. you're at your wit's end because it's kind of like, okay, so, yeah, it's easy to just say, okay, just t- take the bag and take the trash out. Right. But you haven't dealt with anything that was at the bottom to the top and yeah. in between. So. I just thank God for you always. <laughs> you know, I know you don't like to calling you the walking word, but for most of us, I can't speak for everybody, but for most of us who've been on here a longer time than the others, know that we, if we ever need a word, <laughs> even if it's just that simple, what was that scripture? And, <laughs> and you'll find it and send it back to us. So I just thank God for you. I love when I'm able to pray before you because I already know God could set up. He gives me what he wants me to say, like the yeah. introduction of the speaker, and then you come and speak behind it, and it just blows my ever-loving mind. And today it was so necessary. It was so necessary. Oof. So if my your words did not fall on the deaf ear over, over here, and yeah. my day was more in, in, in certainty will be better and it will yes. be better. And I'm grateful. <laughs> and, I, and I love you dearly. And I'm uh, I'm praying on getting on that Thursday call. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Amen. I love you too, Bubbly. I thank God for you. I thank God because if we could see a way out, it could help us to get out, right? And the truth about the garbage can is that every now and then something good comes in, but then we allow trash to cover up the good and keep compacting it down, right? So the good gets swallowed up by the trash, right? And so we got to be intentional to allow the good after we take the trash out, right? and the trash keeps trying to come, we got to be intentional about, about dealing with it. And and not to go into last night, but being quick to deal with it. And you know what I'm talking about, right? And not letting that stuff settle and fester and just hang around. Um, because if we do not deal with the stuff, it's going to be covered up and be compacted and at some point be so much that it's spilling over. Thank you for that analogy. That it's spilling over and we can't control it, can't handle it, it's stinking, and it's a mess. And then somebody yeah, say, just yeah. take out the trash. And you're like, well, well, how do I do that? And then and while you're taking out the trash, you forget that there's some good stuff in there that, that has been so compacted and, and, and just kind of overshadowed that, that we don't want to get rid of because it's necessary and we need it. And truth be told, some of that trash needs to stay to remind us about some of the stuff that we don't want to go back to, right? But now yeah. the goodness has covered it up. So we're not in denial about it. Thank you, Lord. Wow, that's good, Bubbly. Yeah, that was God really good. Thank you, sis. I love God you to like Ooh, this is what this came to mind. You know how we're supposed to separate the stuff that could be recycled? So <laughs> the stuff that you were saying that it needs to be there as a reminder, come mm-hmm. on through, Holy Ghost. So that those plastics and that cardboard and stuff and that paper, we can repurpose it to help somebody else, but that yes. food and that oil, oil, come on through Jesus, that that food and that oil and all that other stuff that we can't mm. use anymore, throw that away. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Uh. 
but then yeah. keep the stuff that could be recycled so then then you won't repeat it and then you can yeah. also help somebody else but you got to know how to separate it come on through jesus come Girl. on come on because <laughs> this is fresh Listen. now love. this is yeah. fresh but that's just you know we stand connected and yeah. I, I couldn't think of um sister Gerald because i don't know if i want to call her jerry or geraldine so that's why i just said get in there so when i heard her voice this morning i was like okay okay she owned this morning okay so I was, I was trying to i was referencing her last night but i didn't know how to reference her but okay when, I was, when you were talking I, I heard the re you know and then so that means you know to do it again so repurpose recycle so yeah. reuse but reset but we just have to know how to separate it so that's why they have those different bins, those different bins. So, you know, the the blue bin, the green bin, the brown bin, depending on what county you write in. Write it down. Mm-hmm. You okay. write that down. <laughs> right? So, you know, so I just, you know, I start thinking about um, I, a lot of people know Bob Ross, and he was like, you know, we don't have, um, we don't have accents, we uh we don't, well, no, we don't make mistakes. We just have happy accidents. And then he just little things that he would say that just mm-hmm. sounds kind of silly, but then you mm-hmm. use it. And he's having me looking at nature different. And he'll just paint mm-hmm. something with something that you're supposed to be painting the wall with, but he's coming up with this beautiful thing. And then I started looking at nature different. I was like, oh, so now when I be riding around, I'm like, oh, today they go to the little cabin. You see those mountains over there? And that's where the sun uh-huh. is sitting. So that's why the moss is right there. And so, like, this so just, just Look at God's nature and how he even repurposes things because we see those leaves falling, but then, yeah. oh, come on, I, I, I need to be quiet because I know I got to get to the uh, boutique, <laughs> but it, this is just so beautiful how the Lord can use anybody. He have needs yeah. of anybody if you mm-hmm. avail yourself. If you let it. Yes, okay. amen, sis girl. You better write that down. You need to write that down. That's that's a that, and you can keep going with that. That's that's like I was gonna, not even a declaration. It's a book. Listen, that and it's so helpful and it's so beneficial. And that's the the truth of God saying nothing's wasted and nothing's lost, right? Um, and He can repurpose. Um, um, our lives, if you if we allow him to, and what that enemy meant for bad, God can turn it around for our glory and our good, right? For his glory and his good as well. Um, and just like when Joseph told his brothers, you meant that thing to hurt me and harm me, but God meant it that he preserved me, that you would even be saved, that many people would be saved. And so God will use just like the potter and the clay. He can break down the clay, but he doesn't destroy the lump. He just rebuilds it and repurposes it to the point where it has no cracks it has no flaws and when it gets out of alignment when it gets out of order when it does have the cracks it's just simply gracefully broken i love that song by tasha cobb it's gracefully broken it's torn down so that he can build it back up so that we can be built up on a sure foundation petros peter that rock the confession that jesus christ is our foundation he's the chief cornerstone so he can build us back up to the point where now we can take those things thank you those recycled things, those repurposed things, and we can use them to glorify him to help build other people up. That was beautiful. That was good, sis. Thank you for that. Go make some money. Sharina, you have something to say? Thank yes, before I get out morning. of here, go first. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Okay. Um, 
No, your, your, thank you for your declaration. Your declaration was um, education for me uh, um, about the brain and also for the reference about Dr. Um, Leaf. Mm-hmm. I have a dear friend that's um, child is fighting for his life that was um, was in a um, bicycle accident, um, brain damage. Okay. So it gives me some ideas, not ideas, but give me a, a point on how to um, pray for him. Yeah. Um, about his brain mm-hmm. and his mind. Also, mm-hmm. I wanted to state. Also, I was in a trauma back in uh, March um, when I was on a freeway with the car. Uh, a shooter got in front of my car and started shooting, and mm-hmm. um, he, I see it to another car. So that was very uh, traumatized for me. Mm-hmm. I thank God for His peace that He yeah. gave me, and He's still giving me the peace. So thank yeah. you so much for your um, declaration. Have a blessed day. You're welcome, sis. Thank you. Yes. Um, she also um, talks about um, TBI, traumatic brain injury um, therapy, and um, has had studies where it's showing that um, certain therapies do help um, with um, rehab and recovery. And so um, people start to develop, you know, um, uh, and, and progress towards maybe they don't become the same same as they were, but that's up to God. Um, but they can progress because before with, with traumatic brain injuries, it was just like, oh, you know, just forget it kind of thing, but not today. And so, yeah, check her out too as well. Um, while you're praying and believing God, um, she definitely has some um, some, some resources and she's connected to – she has a podcast as well um, in addition to other books where she actually um, – interviews other you know um born again believers that are in our um in the science field and science industry and all other stuff too so yeah um you know it's really incredible that unfortunately i, I want to say this um and i want to be careful how i say this but i'm going to say myself um if i go through something and here's a solution oftentimes we get told to do something and we don't get suggestions or sometimes solutions or tools to necessarily um, do the work of like reprogramming our brain. And we got that tool that Sister Geraldine read over in Philippians 4, right, on how to think on things differently. And so when we're in a traumatic experience, oftentimes we keep replaying that traumatic experience because it was so traumatic. And sometimes we don't try to think about it, but it comes up. Or sometimes we're trying to think about it to figure it out, like what happened. So we keep replaying that thing over in our minds. And what it does, again, I said this in my declaration, it creates sort of a stronghold to the extent of where it's the thing we think about when we wake up. It's the thing we're thinking about throughout the day. It's the thing we think about when we're going to sleep. And so we have to learn how to do that That Second Corinthians 10 and 5. Take that thing that has become now the dominant thought or the stronghold in our minds that would exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ, right? And the knowledge of Christ is the truth of his word. And so we can take the word and replace the thought that keeps coming in our minds. So how do we do that? Every time, how do we pull down a stronghold? Every time we get a thought that's contrary to the word of God, that's out of alignment with the truth of God's word, we replace it with the truth of God's word. That's why it's 
that's important that we know his word. And bubbly, listen, a lot of stuff I be Googling because I just, you know, I'm not a, like a Rolodex or anything like that, but I know at my fingertips, you know, some stuff is in there and it sticks, but a lot of stuff, I mean, we have no, no excuse. We can pull out our phones and, and hit a Google and type in a few key phrases and get the scripture we need to combat the thought that's in our minds instead of allowing the thoughts to be like a bull in a china cabinet, just running around wrecking stuff. And before you know it, we're in the bed and can't get out. We're under the bed. We're depressed. We're sad. We're down because we've repetitively um, allowed a lot of thoughts to go unchecked. And so how do we replace them? We replace them with the word of God and we replace them with the good things of God. We do Colossians as well, set our affections on things above. And so now when that enemy tells me that, you know, I can't, I replace it with, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. He gives me the ability to conquer and overcome if I would choose to accept it. All things are possible to them that believe. And if I'm struggling in my area of unbelief, Lord, help me in my unbelief. I believe you. It's me that's struggling. Help me. Guess what he will? Yes, ma'am. Good morning, everybody. It's Dee. I was just hey, going to here soaking this all in because, oh, I love y'all. But also, I have learned that uh-oh, I think we lost her. And too, once you get back, I want to I want to piggyback off um, you and Sister Geraldine until she gets back. But I want to read this because this is the walking. You are the walking word, but at the no, same time, <laughs> I want to read the Amplified Second Corinthians ten and five. Uh huh. Okay. Did you give me? I'm uh, one second. I just want to piggyback and put this all together with uh, Lisa. And it says in Amplify, we are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and every purpose captive Captive. to the obedience of Christ, being ready to punish every act of disobedience when our own obedience as a church is complete. It's fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. That was clear, wasn't it? Listen demolishing every argument that's what we have to do or we can let the thoughts go and let them do whatever right you have the choice to reset thank you sis for reading that go ahead gd yeah i don't know what happened to your call you just stopped. y'all know i told you my phone's tapped the feds and keeps on. i gotta, gotta <laughs> check it but i wanted to just throw in that we also with all that we get into us all the studying all the you know because some of us get so full and pastor said before you can be over full with so much knowledge that you need a detox and a faith detox you got to get a faith detox you got to get your faith renewed you have to hit a reset it's like taking a detox it's like a cleansing when you renew your mind and you cleanse your body you heal your spirit and your soul because some of us we do need a healing we we have holes in our souls because we retain so much information that we need to let thank you Keisha we need to learn how to separate that stuff put the, the, the waste over here and put the recycle you know there's things that we have yeah. to do and thank you Lisa for letting people no, you are a walking word, but you study. You study the word. And it's not as hard as a lot of people think. Um, right. Others retain it better, and then you can uh, deliver it, and it's all how you deliver it. Some of us are students, and some of us are not. Like me, I was I was in the dance class. You know what I'm saying? I was taking uh, other classes, so I didn't have to take the real hard ones. Like, I didn't want to do biology because I wasn't dissecting anything. 
They let me do other things. They're too. But the detox part of this is so real. It's like all that stuff, all that bitterness that we take a click, a colonic. Get some of that bitter stuff out. No, I'm telling you, because some people are holding on to It's like you got to get that out. What are you holding on to it for? I'm so glad how Dion um, yesterday re- rerouted the, the way the call could have gone because somebody was bleeding. It's like, no, no, no. You have to take accountability for yourself. When you've been hurt, you also have to know that you've also hurt. So forgiveness is the biggest part of this thing. There's yeah. a whole key to this thing. You feel what I'm saying? And, yes, and I'm t- we got to detox. Or you can be stuck. And all that weight, all that, you know, because there's some, my, oh, I wish I could remember the, the way Pastor broke it down, because some of us just retain all the information, and what are we doing with it? So detox, renew, reset. Lisa, I love you. And that call last night, I thank y'all for just praying me through that. I love you so much. Thank you. Love you, too. Love you, too. Um, <laughs> amen. It is dope. Yes. Um. It, it, I don't know. Somebody was building a shed. Who is that? Y'all need to stop. <laughs> and I'm sorry if my little um, times of keeping trying to ask someone to mute the call was distracting. Sorry about that. Um, I um um DD is is so incredible because I think you know even in that right, telling people they need to detox because they've gotten so full. I think the way that I'm seeing things now is that if I hadn't been introduced, and I know this was God, if I hadn't been introduced to Declare Victory um, like three months in of its inception, so I'm like right there towards the beginning, but I think it was like three months, one of my foundation students um, told me about the call, and I was like, let me check it out, but I, you know, I'm not a follower, follower, right? I can hang back, and I am definitely not trying to get in to take on assignments so that I have more work to do, and especially back then, I was full-blown doing ministry and doing way too much, but I was tired. I was sick and tired, and so involved in everything, and we talked about this before, Didi, and going every place, and, you know, hands and all this stuff and just doing ministry and wasn't nothing wrong with it. I had been, you know, bought into the idea I'm single and I care for the things of the Lord. And that was great. And, and it served its purpose. And I learned, learned a lot. Um, but I was becoming so full and I was pouring out. I was teaching and sharing and doing um, ministry and, and other aspects, you know, as far as with women and some, you know, just teaching and all that stuff. So, so it wasn't like I was just getting so full. But however, I think the issue for me is you're getting this stuff, but you're not believing it where it goes past your cerebral brain of just thinking and it doesn't really penetrate in your heart so that you can kind of become everything that you're learning and that's the whole part of us being conformed and transformed to the image of his son it now becomes a part of who we are when it's only religion when it stays in your head and you do the to-dos to follow just what you've learned opposed to me doing it because I relate to it now it relates to every aspect of my life and I'm living and breathing and walking this thing out and I intend to do it because he said it up for me to do it this way not just me all of us truth be told right and so now instead of it being that stuff out there which is religion and I'm not talking bad about religion because it has its purpose because it's just simply a ritual of doing something repetitively right and we need that to an extent going to church can be religious anything you do over and over again can be religious right I don't have to even have nothing to do with religion but when we continue to 
say and have that out there and it not become a part of us and we don't try to live it, right? What's the good of living the word? Like that faith without works now is dead and we have the trials and tribulations and stuff in our lives where we can actually take the word and apply it to our lives. So, yeah, get full of it, but now live it out. Now let it live in you. Let it become alive and powerful, which it is. His word is alive. It is absolutely powerful. It has the ability to save souls. So why aren't we using the power we have? Because we got to hit reset. Because we've had so much junk about, you know, um, just getting in and getting full and getting fed and not doing nothing with it and having all the knowledge and not being able to use it and not being able to help anybody. And truth be told, not even really being able to help ourselves. Right. And and because of the stuff and the junk that we need to detox from, we have the word, but we're not applying it appropriately so that that stuff can be dealt with. So I don't tell people don't get full off or whatever. Let Do what God is telling you to do in your life. Use his word. Allow Holy Spirit to do the work in and through you so that we can become who he has created us to be individually and then collectively as a body. Man, I mean, if we were to look, we'd be honest. Would you want to be a Christian? Seeing with what, what we see now in Christianity. And so I have my, I think somebody told me. Um, I'm not a Christian. I, you know, I, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. And I'm like, you know what? Just because the world has made stuff look bad and because some of the saints have made stuff look bad, we don't disassociate from the name of it. Just make the name great again. How about that? We're talking about making our nation great. Let's make the name great again. How do we do that? We do that through the mind of Christ by living his example. Imperfection, nope, because we can't. But we can continue to strive to do this thing and not be hard on people when they blow it because we blew it and we blow it. Thanks, Didi. I love you. I thank God for you too. I appreciate you. And thank you for always covering Noah and lifting him up. And our young men, you know, we cover each other's kids. Um, even though y'all don't know it, we've been praying for each other's sons and daughters and family. Amen. Anybody else have anything? Yes, I just want to say good morning, and I'm enjoying the um, word and the talk. This is Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia. Good morning. Thank good morning. you. Praise God. We're glad you're, you're here. Thank you. What time is it? Oh, it's time. Anybody else before we go? Hey, I got just to say, because we, we always uh, share our our prayer requests, but I have a praise report for those of you who know my oldest son, Armani, is a musician, and his group was featured on uh, KTV uh, News yesterday for being a positive. So uh, I'm so proud of those young black men from the Bay Area. He's from Richmond and the other ones are from Oakland, but they're all collectively from all over, but they're Bay Area young men. And so just just thank God and lift them up so that as they travel and they, you know, are are getting more recognition that the enemy is not, he's defeated because he's always trying to dispatch um, things against them. But I'm so grateful for that um, that young yeah. man and just all of his talent and and God be praised for them. So thank you. I just want to share that. Amen. Amen. You know he gets yeah. 
Love y'all. Have a good one. Beautiful conversation, everyone. Love you all.
Have a good day, everyone. Love you guys. Oh, Miss Diane, have a good day. I love you. Shalom. Have a blessed day. (laughs) Have a blessed day, everybody. Have a blessed day. Love you all.
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. True. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another. A living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth, 
praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Declare victory. 